Roxodus Festival was supposed to be a big deal and it was going to happen this coming weekend. As you know, last uh, Monday, a week ago today, uh, the news broke that it was not going to go ahead. Why? Apparently, the grounds were too wet to put up a stage safely and uh, deal with all those people. So um, people were left in the lurch. What's going to happen? Do we get some refunds on our ticketing? Joining the show right now, Alan Cross, host of the ongoing History of New Music. And, of course, the he writes a great blog called A Journal of Musical Things. Welcome to the show, Alan. Well, hello. So you have some uh, latest news on, on the opportunity to be refunded for tickets. Yeah, I, I started getting emails over the weekend from people who had bought tickets to Roxidus, and these emails came from... Eventbrite, which is the company that was selling tickets to the event, um, everybody more or less got the same thing. I'll just read you what uh, these people were, what these people received. We are reaching out to let you know that your order for Roxas Music Fest 2019 has been refunded through Eventbrite. Then you get an order number and how much money you spent, purchased by you on, uh, you know, by Visa or whatever with your Visa number. Uh, and it says here, note, after multiple attempts to communicate and secure funds back from the Roxidus organizers, they have provided no indication that they will be issuing refunds, refunds to ticket holders. We believe you deserve to get your money back now. So we have set up an Eventbrite-funded fan relief program to make all Roxidus ticket holders whole while we continue to aggressively pursue the return of funds from the festival's creators. We are transferring funds back to you immediately. You can expect to see them reflected on your credit card or bank statement within seven business days. If you have any questions, blah, 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 blah. So that's you know good on Eventbrite for, for doing that. They're shouldering all the costs for this and all the risks for this. And uh, everybody will get their money back, apparently. And it'll be up to Eventbrite to go after the organizers. So Eventbrite reached out to ticket holders. Yes. That's yes. a big I, deal. I... Honestly, this may have happened before, but I've never heard of it. Yeah. So I, I, good recognize, on I recognize Eventbrite because is this the same service where somebody's throwing a party and they'll invite you to their party and you say yes, no, maybe? Uh, yeah. Is it? It is. It's, it's, uh, they've, and they've got a uh, much more robust back end now. You can sell tickets to festivals through them. Wow. Mm hmm. This is so, uh, precedent setting, that's for sure. Well, it, you know, it makes you feel better, doesn't it? Uh, I got an email from a guy named Dave. And he says, I just received, <coughs> excuse me, I just received my email from Eventbrite. They're issuing refunds. Uh, this generosity has blown me away. It's admirable. It's amazing they're standing up for fans when this uh, has rarely happened in the past. We have witnessed a lot of festival disasters that have left, left fans with nothing. So he is in awe. And that is a quote. I wonder if Eventbrite, because you said they sell to festivals and things, want to um, take away some of the ticketing. Maybe they're trying to woo other uh, festivals or uh, bands away from Ticketmaster to sell well, tickets on them ex with them exclusively because there's been so much bad press around Ticketmaster. It's it's possible. Now, what you have to understand is Ticketmaster is owned by Live Nation. So any Live Nation venue is going to use Ticketmaster as its ticket agent. Uh, the venue for Roxas was not a Live Nation venue, so they can use whoever they want. Uh, if there are other venues that uh, want to use uh, Eventbrite, they can, as long as they are not affiliated or licensed to or otherwise in agreement with uh, Ticketmaster or with uh, with Live Nation. This has been a really bad year. Now, for, for festivals, we, we just can't single out Roxidus. Uh, there was another cancellation over the weekend, something mm -hmm. called the Hair in the Fair Festival in Welland, which had uh, Great White and some other hair metal bands from the 80s. That was canceled because of poor ticket sales. There was no field trip this year. Usually mm -hmm. we have that at um, Fort York. 
Victoria has had a big festival called Rifflandia every September for years. That's not happening this year. And Skookum in Vancouver in Stanley Park uh, is taking the year off. I I was there last year and it was fantastic. But these things are so expensive and so risky that, you know, organizers have a very hard time What's so risky about them? Because, I I mean, you talk to people and, you know, at least hipsters are, um, you know, scheduling their summer um, vacations around festivals. It's it's, okay. If you're in Canada, first thing you got to remember is that you're paying for your talents in Canadian dollars. Or sorry, in American dollars. Right. So it's more expensive. So there's 25% on top of everything. There are so many festivals now around North America and Europe that... You have to bid for the services of bands and performers, and that's shooting the price up. And the other thing is you're always, you know, worried about the weather. You're worried about competition. In Canada, we basically have, you know, 95 days to get all the festivals in because of the weather, right? And that's the same thing across the United States. They got mostly about 95 days, especially in the northern half of the lower 48. And then you've got to compete with all the festivals that are happening in Europe, which are well-established, deep-pocketed people, and uh, there is a festival culture in in Europe that doesn't really exist to the same extent that it exists here. So, and then, then, you know, there's just so much, and and there's so much uncertainty. I mean, Woodstock 50, for example, uh, it's supposed to start in exactly 40 days. Uh, The event has been scaled down from 150,000 to a venue that can hold only 50 at best. Organizers say that there are huge logistical hurdles. Finances in this whole thing are shaky. Tickets have not gone on sale yet. What? Yes. No. Well, no. no. 40 days out. 40 days out. Tickets, uh, there's 80-ish artists from Jay-Z on down. They've been uh, contracted to perform. They have no idea what's going on. And uh, if you don't see any of these Woodstock 50 things sorted out in the next couple of days, you're going to hear about artists pulling out. Wow. So not holding your breath. Oh, no. I mean, it's been, we have re- may have reached uh, something called peak festival, which means there were too many festivals, uh, too many promoters chasing too few bands who were charging way too much. Well, so, that's how bands make their money now. So. Well, it is. And that's, that's the thing. You can't, you can't fault the band. Yeah. But, uh, you I- know... I want to just switch gears if we could, Alan. Sorry. Uh, the Roxidus wristbands. Apparently, uh, people started getting these in mailboxes last month, and mm. you would load them up so that, you know, with money, and then tap if you're going to mm. buy anything. This is part of that cashless uh, festival um, situation that was going on. I know we saw this at the Rolling Stones concert, but apparently Eventbrite says that it will also be uh, refunding the wristbands as well. Um, yeah. Intellitex uh, puts uh, the wristbands out, but do you think we're going to learn a lesson from the wristbands and from things like this? No. Like, do you... Wristbands, when they work properly, are great. Uh, I've used them at Coachella, and they are fantastic. It's okay. just, they're so convenient. Um, it is a bit of a, you know, if you put $20 in a wristband and you end up only spending $19.85, well, that $0.15 cents stays on the wristband forever. So essentially, it's like a gift card, right? If you take a gift card to Starbucks and you've got, uh, you know, 28 cents left on it and you don't bother topping up your card again, well, that 28 cents has gone to Starbucks and they'll never have to redeem it, right? 
So basically, uh, you better make sure that you're spending all your money and don't load it up too much. That's right. That's right. And try. Hmm. It's, it's, you know it's, it's kind of like the old days of making a mixtape. You know, how much music <laughs> do you put on one side so you have the minimum amount of blank tape at the end of side one? I got it. You don't want a song to cut off in the middle. Exactly. And you don't want to leave too much at the end because you've wasted something. I got it. It's 9.53. Thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate you joining us. I'm going to find out more about Roxas today. Okay. Well, when you find out more, pass it on. We always uh, keep an eye on your Journal of Musical Things. It is a great blog, and I appreciate your time as always, Alan. You bet. Thanks for joining us. So there you go. A little relief for Roxas fans. I think that, that Eventbrite, that's such a smart move. Because everyone now, if you kind of, like, I, I did recognize the name and I was thinking, wait a minute, I think I've been invited to some people's surprise parties via <laughs> Eventbrite emails. And I thought, well, it's kind of cute and everything, but I didn't think it was, um, you know, a, a bit of a ticket sales uh, place. So I think they're establishing themselves in, with a lot of goodwill right. by and refunding. The one thing is now that they have provided the refund, they're going to be the ones that have to go after the organizers to try and recoup that. Yeah. Well, that's a big risk there, too. But it, for the PR and for name recognition, this is a huge story. So is any, you know, this this could be the best thing for them. It gets their name out there.